You just abandon any precaution. You know, folks, something could happen here, and if it does, so what? friends. Welcome to Nathan for Us and Nathan for You podcast. My name is Kelly. And hi, I'm Megan. And today we also have a special guest to cover season three, episode one, Electronic Store of Nathan for You. We have Alex on the podcast. How are you? Hi, I'm doing really well. Thank you guys for having me. Happy to be here. Uh, one of my favorite shows and one of my favorite episodes. So I'm excited to talk about it. There's a yeah. lot of good stuff. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your history with the show and kind of what drew you to it or how you got into it, maybe. Oh, man. So I've been watching it probably, I want to say, since season two came out. I caught it on Hulu around that time, and then I tried to catch it live every time I can. But I've seen every episode multiple times. Um, it's just... I. The type of humor, it reminds me a little bit of like The Office, the cringe stuff, or or um, I actually compare it to Borat. I love how he's like playing a yes. character that no one else knows. That is, I mean, it's brilliant to me, some of the stuff that he does and says while maintaining this character that and facade that he's in. He's, I think Nathan's a genius, and I watch the show over and over. I've gotten a ton of my friends into the show as well, so I, I, I've reached obsession level, I'd say. <laughs> Good. You're in the right place. And I think you picked a great episode to come on for because this one definitely has a lot of uh, the Borat elements, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> when you're introducing people to the show, what episode do you tell them to start off on? I start them from one. I start them right Ooh, away. Bold. I think episode one, the poo flavor. I can't even say it without laughing. The poo flavored frozen yogurt is brilliant to me. And it really, it, it really captures like the essence of the show. I think I agree. I know that that's a hot take, but I think season one, episode one is not a bad place to start at all. Where do you start them? Oh, I start them at the Richard's Tip or Dumb Starbucks. <laughs> Dumb Starbucks to good. me is like a climax almost. I like, I want to work my way to that because that's like, I think the best. But you got to get them to keep watching. That, that's the hard part. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is the good point. You don't want people to lose interest before that. You need to like sneak them in. And then make them want to go back and start over. So Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah. episode one's not a bad place either. I would say the episode we're talking about today could be a good spot to start people, to be honest. Because it mm -hmm. it's it's one scheme yes. and I feel like it goes through a lot of steps. Kind of the tropes that we <laughs> mm -hmm. see Nathan do pretty often. There's some magic. <laughs> You know, there's a uh, Craigslist ad. We, we've all seen that trick before, Kelly. <laughs> oh my God. When she Not said that, exciting. it's so funny because that's like what you say when you're just clearly very underwhelmed. Oh, I've, I've heard that joke before or I've seen yeah. that. It's so funny. I just can't imagine saying that on a date, no. but alas, we will get there. So we start off the episode and we meet Spears TV's owner, Alan Hurricane. And essentially, this store has been in operation since 1951. <laughs> so, you know, over 60 years, they're still crushing it. And the big problem that he's having is that a huge Best Buy has moved in and it makes it very hard to compete because Best Buy has very low prices. I go to Best Buy. They do have low prices. 
They do have low prices. I've never done a price match. I'm not a big price matcher. I've anywhere, never done though. it before either, but I know a couple people that for some reason do it. And I'm like, why not go to the store? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. It seems like more work, but I know some people that will, will do the price match thing. Man, bargain hunters. Yeah. I feel like I'm just not dedicated enough. No, but. not to the sale. Usually I'm like a very, I need something. I want to get in and out. So I'm not like researching it and finding coupons or the best deals i'm like just get me in and out of the store i'm a big like advocate of facebook marketplace oh Oh, yeah yes so you probably couldn't price match that like go to best buy and show them look my facebook marketplace (laughs) said the same tv a (laughs) hundred dollars no the our tv we got from costco which like you can't beat those prices the costco is yeah true I'm sure that's probably part of his competition too. This store reminded me, his store reminded me of like a Radio Shack and we all know how Radio Shack is doing. Wow, I have not heard that name in a long time. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. It was like a weird, when you see the store, it kind of, boom. I'm like, oh yeah, like an electronic store. Used to be a popular thing, like back in the day. Yeah, like a little tiny electronic store. I feel like now you really only see Best Buy or like what, I don't even, I can't even think of another big electronic spot. Mm, yeah wow i can't either the i feel like mom and pop shops of electronic stores have now moved to iphone screen fixing oh yeah is that what they pivoted to a classic business (laughs) i think that's what they pivoted to which is probably good business uh in all honesty but i didn't realize it at the time but the fact that best buy price matches like it really does stick it to the little guy. It's all and I does. didn't realize. So this episode, I was just like, man, this is kind of sad. It like, is. not that I buy that many electronics, but it's like next time, maybe I won't shop at Best Buy. Cause like, yeah, kind of cruel. I have the same ideals and I wish every time I'm like, right, no Best Buy, they're ruining so Walmart. Same thing. Walmart. I do tend to stay away, but like Best Buy is doing the same thing. And I just, Every time I need something electronic, like this mic, I bought this at Best Buy. I, I'm I'm a hypocrite. Did you price match it? No, I did not price match <laughs> it. But I didn't. I didn't like check prices. That's like so weird to me. It's so petty to be like, oh, show us someone with a lower. It's like a very petty policy, actually. Like, oh, okay, you want to sell for less than us? We'll just match your price. It's very yeah. rude. Yeah. <laughs> so so Nathan basically comes up with this. He calls it an ambitious solution, which I really like that he specifically used that wording. But he wants to try and kind of help Spears TV to be able to compete with Best Buy's aggressive price matching. So he tells Alan, all right, it's a, it's a pretty complicated plan. <laughs> They're going to drop his prices for this one TV to a dollar, <laughs> force Best Buy to price match that TV, purchase a large number of those TVs for a dollar, <laughs> and then Alan is going to resell them at his store. All right, wait. This is one of the most complicated plans on Nathan. One, it's brilliant because, like, we were talking about, like, Best Buy sticking it to them. He's trying to, like, stick it to them. It's the same thing, like, with the Starbucks. I love when he has, like, a, oh, I'm going to stick it to you, the big dog type thing. But here's my question I, I, I was re watching this. Do we think if he picked a reasonable price besides $1, do we think he could have gotten away with this plan? Yeah, I think, uh, again, it's partially it's that they need to get the episode done. Yes. Because I thought, you know, <laughs> if he had made it, I don't know, like $400. Yeah. Like. $150. The dollar I don't know, yeah. That can turn out, yeah. 
I don't know what that right price is, but they could have done a few tests and kept sending people in Mm -hmm. with different prices to see what stuck. Yeah. And they probably could have made a profit off of it. But the $1, it's like The drama of the dollar. (laughs) It was too alluring. And then I'm skipping ahead a little, but the whole, the $1 thing, like when he's getting the buyers ready to go, he literally just hands them a dollar. Like, just the visual of him handing them a $1 bill is so funny (laughs) to me. He's like, this is all you're going to need in the store. What about the tax? Yeah, there's tax. tax. Yeah, it's just, it's a gag. It's so funny to me. He was very cocky going in. (laughs) Now, something else I just wanted to point out from this part. So we go through the elaborate plan. We make sure Alan is on board, but Nathan wants to make sure that Alan is committed. Yes. He, He confirms that they are both not in a relationship. They don't have a lot going on and they can commit full time to working on this project together. Now, I have a hunch that this is because last season, our friend Alias from the Helio Cafe Mm. was not very committed. So I think that because of that, you know, Nathan wanted to make sure he actually had a partner in crime and wasn't going to be off trying to fool Best Buy by himself. I think that's a good point because this feels as ambitious to me. I, I don't think it's the same scope as dumb Starbucks. But it feels on the same caliber in some respects. So I, I, I think that's a really good point, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So we have these TVs. They're marked down to a dollar. No one's in a relationship. <laughs> and we know that they have all of the time in the world to work on this. And once they actually mark the TVs down, Nathan realizes that they need to figure out a way to dissuade customers from being able to actually buy the TVs that are a dollar. So he implements a few different policies. He does a strict dress code, so you basically have to be wearing formal attire to come into the store. That's great, great first step. I do step. have the sign. I have the oh, sign yeah. written down. So I would love to hear the sign. Our formal attire dress code is tie, standard or bow, <laughs> pocket square, no sneakers or flip flops. <laughs> okay. Now they did let a woman in later wearing a long black formal dress. Yes. Which did not have a tie, standard or bow, or a pocket square. Now let's do a quick poll. Who would have gone back and changed? No, well, me personally, no. And this that's a great yeah. question. Because the the one dude, the first dude who was waiting out line, he came back, I don't know the time scale, but it looked like he came back relatively quick. Like he went around the corner, yeah. rented a tux, and was like, I'll be back. And that, to me, he was like the $70, $100 tux, whatever, is still less than the TV cost. He rented it. <laughs> yes. And a thousand percent, I would have gone home and changed and gone back. <laughs> There's no question in my mind that I would have gone home, thrown on a dress and shown up again. Yeah, I think like you can look at the cost savings and be like, well, I should just change. And I think it's easier for women because like we own formal attire at home. I Mm -hmm. think for guys, it's a little bit harder because, yeah, you kind of would have to go rent a tux. I don't think that many people own them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I probably would not have done it because I, I, well, you know what? If I lived close enough, I think you're right. I definitely would have been like, oh, just go home real quick and change. I guess I'm assuming I don't live close to this store, but I, I shouldn't make these assumptions. Yeah, and like we don't know what day of the week it is. It might yeah. be like a Saturday a or something. Saturday, you don't have Sunday? any plans. Yeah, that's a great point. I feel like it's just too hilarious not to. Like there's a man in a suit <laughs> in the store turning you away. I'm like, I'm showing up 
in a fucking gown, sir. I love, we shall do this dance. <laughs> I love when he lets the people into the little waiting area that he's like yeah. roped off. And yeah. his first thing he says, like with a little like disdain in his voice, he's like, um, can I help you? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're clearly yeah. not in the dress code. Are you in the right place? Sir? Like his assuming nature. Amazing. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. It's those small things that he does that really send like it over the top for me sometimes. Like his assuming like, oh, um, can I help you? didn't you know like every electronic store we have a strict dress code it's also he says it's not fair to the people who you know dress decent like yeah (laughs) and he says with a straight face it's brilliant it's really good it's so good now this is just step one so if you do manage to get past the strict dress code into the store, Nathan has some other barriers for you. So they have constructed a tiny two foot tall door that they have installed to make this back room into multiple rooms you need to go through, which I of course love. And I think at this point I, you could get through the door, but I think at this 100%. point you have to realize like, okay, wait, am I getting this TV? Like, <laughs> What's going on? This would only make me way more excited. (laughs) That's probably good energy to have. Tell me more. Yeah. Yeah, you just have to crawl. It's not too big a deal. So if you crawl through this tiny door, there is one more door. (laughs) And you can see, and we have all of the dollar TVs stacked at the back, but they have placed a small alligator that would be between you, a door, and the TVs. Named Herbert. Herbert. I was going to say the same thing. Now, (laughs) I want to touch on it. I'm sure you guys have mentioned this in many of past episodes. The the steps he will go through, like, construction-wise, logistics-wise for these schemes. This is, like, such a small part of this plan. But, like, think of the operation this was to, like, build a wall and a tiny door and another wall. And, like, let's bring this alligator in. And we set up all the TVs here. And it's just for, like, such a a small bit of his plan here. Yeah, do we think there's a different animal he could have gotten that would be better than an alligator? Maybe? No, an alligator scares me. No, a I would. Snack? You could go in with a snake. Snakes aren't, but like an alligator, I feel like is gonna snap at you. Maybe it won't get you, but and like it was in such a small area. I don't know how much room alligators need to thrive, but it feels like that was a small little area to have it in. Okay, multiple snakes. Oh, okay. Like like a lot of snakes. Like a pit of snakes? Yeah. Like you are stepping on snake if you open it. Yeah, if I have to, if I like have to step on a snake to get in, no way. But if I, if there's like, oh, I could one, two, three it, step it, not step on any, I'm getting that $1 TV. I feel like the alligator, I would have gone, I would have gone. You would have gone in. Yeah. Now here's my reasoning. You are there with a camera crew. That Mm. is responsible for your health, Mm. you know, and safety. If I open the door and this alligator actually bites me, like you are, and also this is my impression of America, (laughs) you can just just sue people. No, this is Uh, a good point. I feel like I would, okay, 100% go through. And I think of this often when watching like a lot of shows like Fear Factor and stuff, like they are in so much trouble if you actually get hurt or like die on this show, especially like a show like Nathan for you, where it's not like the expectation, like fear factor that, you know, you could endure some sort of 
like her like you sign probably like a disclosure agreement or like an appearance release yeah but that doesn't cover like you getting injured so this would be my question nathan in the past has lied many times what his show is what if he just says like oh this is what they're making a document like i don't know like something that wouldn't have liability over this whole sort of scheme i guess maybe this is I don't know where I'm. Going I bet with he that. has to sign off. I bet he made them sign off on like, you know, if I get injured, it's not the show's fault. But then I also wonder, like, the insurance on Nathan for you. They must hate them when they're like, "This is what we're gonna do. Are we covered?" They're like, "No, yeah, no, no. we're not covered." I also wonder though. If you open the door, would the alligator just scurry out into the smaller room? I think it would come at you. I think it would come at you. I don't know for sure. I've never seen an alligator, but that's my initial instinct is if I were to open that door, that alligator, maybe it would just want to get into the other room, but I would think it's like coming for me. No, I would open the door to see how it reacts. Like at least the crack, you know, Oh, you hypothetically have a bag, you have a bag or like you go grab something like if you're committed for this $1 TV, it's not about the TV. It's about (laughs) like the TV doesn't matter anymore. It is about getting it done. Okay, I can respect that. The TV is irrelevant. Like, I will walk past, and it's a small alligator, let's be honest. (laughs) Like, I have seen um, Coyote Peterson get bit by an alligator, and he lived. Like, yeah, you can- he was wearing a thing, though. He wasn't just bit. I think he was wearing some kind of guard. I don't think it's just going to, like, charge at you and bite. I would do some testing. I have all day at this point. You're not expecting an alligator. Do you think some the shock of it alone would- Like I said, at the door, the tiny door, you have to be like, okay, they don't want me to get this TV. And so when you see the alligator, you're just like, nope. Nope. Okay, I get what's going on here. I'm done. No, I'm like, oh, I get what's going on here. <laughs> it's a challenge. Like, show me more. Where's the hidden door? I think Megan sends Connor in. Yeah. <laughs> to get the TV. They go to the I tux rental at this point. Yeah, Connor's probably being like, "Why are we spending all day doing this?" And I'm like, "We need it." It's now. A $1 you get TV. the alligator. I get the TV. You wrestle it. Wrestle that alligator. I'll grab the yeah, TV. Yeah, Connor would just like calmly step around it. He's like. <laughs> He'd get shit done properly. I did Google, are alligators aggressive? And it says that American alligators are often less aggressive towards humans than larger crocodile species. Mm. Okay. So uh, apparently if you see a Nile or saltwater crocodile, those may prey on humans with some regularity. That's Oh, so maybe that's what, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of then. Like, I'm not kidding when I was like, I think this mofo is coming for me right out of the door. No, okay. They had to hire someone to bring this creature. A trained like, this professional. Is a, yeah, this is a zoo cro- a zoo alligator. Like, this has been around humans. It has been fed. Do you think you could, like, go out and buy some, like, like I don't a know fish. alligators eat? Yeah, like, whatever alligators eat and kind of, like, bait it away from you. Maybe. Yes. I think yeah. all animals are controlled by food. So, yeah, I, I definitely yes. think you yeah, could. Yeah, just get some fish, throw it in the corner. 
But now you're going to make a second trip to this st- back to this electronics. Look, I'm committed trip. at this point. This it's is my trip. day. You've changed. This is a good that. story. Yeah, that's a good point. This is a good story. I'm committed. There's like some man trying not to laugh in the corner <laughs> in a suit with a camera no, crew. The best is that Nathan never is laughing. That's what makes it so it, the people question it. Because then even at the end, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry this didn't work out. You know, that's a sale that we're that's a dollar we're losing is what he said. Yeah. Oh my god. He's now so I actually think I do think it would help his case legally if someone did in fact buy the dollar TV. I think he should have oh. encouraged one person to buy it cuz then he can say this is a real this is a real sale. Look at the person who purchased it. Here's a receipt. So I think he should have let one one go. You're right. And quite frankly, I'm ashamed that no one even tried to open the door. Yeah. <laughs> no Maybe they tried. didn't. We didn't see it. I feel like they would have showed it. That would have been so funny if someone tried to go in. We, we've got the alligator. We've got all this stuff. Um, and Nathan kind of does, does a little deep dive into Best Buy's policy for price matching, which stipulates that only one person, one item per customer can be price matched and then bought. So he realizes now he needs to put up a Craigslist ad and he needs to recruit a team of buyers who are going to go into Best Buy with the flyer with the $1 TV to purchase it. And we, we kind of have seen this multiple times. Yeah. He loves Craigslist people. And I love when he brings in people from Craigslist too. the first dude he speaks with. I, I don't think we get any of their names, but he goes, the guy asks like, what do you mean buying things? And I totally think he thought drugs. He, his mind went yeah. to like, you you want me to buy drugs? Is that what you're asking? He's like, no, just a TV. Now I do have a screenshot of the Craigslist ad. Oh my God. That's awesome. Read it so, to us. Title star. Do you like buying things? I need a team of experienced buyers of things to help me make purchases. Reply with the following. Your name Email slash phone number. Why you're good at buying things. Do not contact me with unsolicited services or offers. How do you describe being good at buying things? That's such an odd question to answer. I would, okay, not that I would see this ad and apply, which I'm disappointed in myself because I truly would never reply to this ad and that makes me sad. But oh, it sounds sketchy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Very sketchy. Yeah. Now, you simply just describe all the stuff you've bought or like the last purchase you made, you're like, I really did a great job going in and buying this thing. Now, had I been able to go past the crocodile, that would have been a prime example of how good I am at buying things. Yeah. You have shown your dedication to shopping. That is a resume builder. (laughs) I've benefited in many facets of my life from getting this formal attire. So now I have a happen in wardrobe. (laughs) I managed to sneak through a door Go past the crocodile after, I'm assuming, buying some fish or something. An alligator. An alligator. An alligator. You don't want to fuck with the crocodile. The crocodiles are human. May prey on humans. Yeah, semi-regularly, I think was the term. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I think that just carrying the TV out in itself is a difficult feat. So I don't think that part of it was emphasized enough. Like you have to carry this out of this tiny room and there's not a lot of space to turn around. So I think just carrying the TV out would be hard as well. And how do you get the TV through the tiny door? Oh, yeah. Technically, is it impossible to buy because you can't fit the TV through the door? Maybe that was like something that was not even brought up on the episode. Yeah, you'd have to cut a bigger door. 
smash through the door. It is now one of those like smashing rooms. Yeah. Now it, it's like figure it out type deal. Yeah. Damn. I'd, I would be looking for like other clues to be like, there must be a second exit. You think it's like an and, escape and room? Nathan would be, yeah, 100%. I think everything's an escape room. <laughs> and I would just be like trying to find a different way out. And Nathan would be like, no, it's just that we're not letting you out with the TV. It's like, no, sorry. <laughs> we get six applicants for the buying team. They're pretty, pretty great. Um, we kind of learn a little bit more about them later. So the first guy, although we don't get anyone's names, we do see his interview. And I just said he's got black hair, tattoos, and a V-neck. Mm-hmm. He's the and... one who thought it was drugs. He definitely thought he was buying drugs. Oh, for sure. For sure. So they kind of clarify not that drugs. it's probably not drugs. <laughs> he's like, yeah, what do you mean by buying things? Like going to a store and buying something is like, yeah, okay, great. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the store component of it. He really was like, helped. "Oh, oh, a store? Yeah, oh, okay." He's like, "This is way better than I thought it would be." He's like, "I thought I had mm-hmm. to go to a guy and buy things." <laughs> so they seem like a good fit. Um, Nathan gets some flyers printed out featuring the one dollar deal, and he gives them out to his buyers, and he sends them off in a bus <laughs> to go to Best Buy. It's great. It's- and we see some great hidden cam footage of our six buyers in Best Buy. <laughs> oh, man. I, like I said, I love the handoff. He just literally hands them $1 saying this is all you're going to need. He has so much confidence in this plan. But yeah, when they get to the store and I, I liked c- trying to see the employees like finagle their way out of it because oh my god they're just they're like absolutely not but they don't really have like any sound reasons they change it a couple times but there's they always stick firm with the no absolutely not <laughs> yeah they're so angry about it yeah like, well, you the best buy employees seem pissed they off they know what's up they're like this is yeah. not real <laughs> Also, they're definitely getting paid like minimum wage, yeah. and they're like, "I don't get paid." Like, my boss will be livid bullshit. if I give this TV away for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, I've never worked anywhere that does price matching, no. so I don't know how I would react. You'd, pr- to you'd probably have to get a manager, I imagine, right? Because yeah. like a normal store employee can't just change the price of something <laughs> to a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So they kind of tell Nathan. Um, they give him some some heads up that things are not going good at Best Buy. And so, of so course, he, he has to go. Yeah, he's got to investigate. He shows up in his suit and shows them the flyer. He's like, listen, this is the store. This is their price. And Best Buy is like, no, we absolutely will not do that. Says they're not like, a local care. competitor. That was the one. Yeah. There you are, too. You're just making up excuses now. Yeah, and I like his method of going, I'm going to count to three, and if you don't do it by the time I get to three, I'm going to leave, okay? <laughs> his confidence and negotiation skills. He calls them out, and it, he's like, I figured I had to go to Best Buy and use my confidence and negotiation skills. I love when he does stuff like that. The three, two, one, and they're just like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay, I guess I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, so he's he's not able to get the TV, and he this really sets him off. Oh yeah, because he was a big fan of the price match policy. I love when he does the voiceovers when he's like driving, and it's like a somber type thing. Yeah, he says Best Buy, one of my favorite companies, specifically. Yeah. He's cheese. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rest of that line's pretty funny too. He says, 
how could Best Buy, one of my favorite companies, turn their backs on the very policy that drew me in as a customer? <laughs> it was a classic bait and switch. So because of this, he decides that he's not going to take this lying down and they're going to return to Alan's store with a slight adjustment to their plan. Yes, he basically says to Alan, listen, I'm going to file a class action <laughs> lawsuit against Best Buy on your behalf. He really takes this, in my opinion, from like, I think we're at like a six and he takes it, he takes it to a 20. This is something I wanted to bring up is, you know, they normally do two uh, schemes an episode, I guess you could say. I think this is where this scheme was supposed to end. But I, totally, I think in yeah. typical Nathan for you fashion, I think when they start something, they don't know where it's going to go. I think and that's part yeah. of what I love. And so I love the switch from, no, this is unacceptable. We're going to switch to a lawsuit now. And I love also that he brings up the classic. He's like an awkward. He's like, because, we, you know, we're both don't have anything going on. We're both single, right? Like, why poke <laughs> this poor man? He clearly is like... <laughs> Not wanting to talk about this. His mother just wants him to get married already. <laughs> I know. They have so much B-roll of them casually talking about uh, re relationships. It's it's moments like that that really make me believe that, like, wow, these people are really, really, really buying into this. It's so funny. Because he's just yeah. having, like, a life chat with Nathan about his life. And we will, we can get into Alan a bit at the end yeah, too, yeah. but I did do a little digging, digging. on, digging on Alan. Ooh. Nothing too crazy, but, um, he, I have read some stuff about his experience on the show. Oh, I love well, that. So. Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But Alan, he's a little bit worried about going after Best Buy. Understandably, he's like, they're going to come after me, which I think is a very fair point. He's like, they have tons of lawyers. <laughs> Yeah, correct. They have plenty of money. They will come after me. Like I personally would not want to sue Best Buy if I was a small business no, either. No, especially when you were trying to fool them. That's like what's so great is like Nathan was trying to fool them, and then he's like, "We're gonna sue them." This is unacceptable <laughs> yeah. that they would not go along with my one dollar <laughs> TV scheme. Therefore, we're filing a class action lawsuit against you. So, in order to protect themselves. Nathan decides that he is going to make sure that Alan has a doctor certificate saying that he is insane. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> so they find clinical psychologist, Dr. Judy Rosenberg, and Nathan has told Alan that it is just a routine checkup for insurance purposes for the show. Yes, it's brilliant. I love when he gets like uses the show as excuses for things. It's like, oh it's God, really yeah. weirdly meta to me. So telling Alan, because I was like, how did he get Alan to a shrink? And then on rewatch, yeah. I was like, he told him it was for insurance purposes. Anything he can't explain, he's like, we got to do it for the show. I, yeah, you know, it's annoying, but it's just yeah, part we'll of it. it yeah, we'll just film it B-roll or whatever. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. so great. Yeah, he never is upfront with people like with what's going to be on the air. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. how, it's real funny to me. So Nathan sneaks into the psychologist's office before Alan goes in <laughs> and he kind of gives Dr. Rosenberg the down low, like, look, uh, this man, he is having all these delusions. He thinks that he's been working at um, an electronics store for 15 years and like, it's just not true. Like you need to do an assessment of him. 
and this is just wild. It's really wild because it it kind of like makes like reality almost seem delicate. Like if you tell someone, "Oh, this guy thinks he works at an electronic store," and then he starts just telling you about his life, she instantly was like, "Oh my god, he's insane." <laughs> Like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. She is so funny. And I love when they're in, like, the meeting. And so Alan starts talking about being at this electronics store and all this stuff, which obviously, because Dr. Rosenberg asked him, like, hey, like, tell me about yourself. So he goes into his job. And then Nathan says, tell her about the alligator. So funny. Which is, like, totally prompts him into this wild story. <laughs> and Dr. Rosenberg is just like, Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. I mean, to be fair, he did a really poor job explaining what happened. Like, I feel if he had explained it properly, like, you know, Nathan approached me with the show, blah, blah, blah. Like, at least then maybe she could be like, oh, maybe I should do some more investigating. But he just, like, rambles about nothing and goes in a really weird order. But he thinks it's for the show. He he thinks it's, like, insurance purposes. So he thinks she knows what the show's all about. It's part of the... It's part of the setup where he's like, tell tell her about the alligator. Like, he knows that he thinks it's about the show and she thinks he's insane. So... I also think it really just shows like how crazy his plan actually sounds, which is really funny to me. <laughs> now they did not get the insanity diagnosis though, no. right? Well, no, they just well, said that he was having she... delusions. Yeah, psychosis and delusions. Psychosis and delusions. So he's not really he's not rooted in reality, is yeah. what she says. And she actually writes a like doctor's note, which I don't. He goes, "Can I get that in that writing?" Like, counts. Yeah, I don't know if that actually counts as like a diagnosis, but like you can just be diagnosed with psychosis. Like that technically would be. Oh man, I enough. I think I don't know. But, like imagine if someone did this behind your back. Like that's so insane. <laughs> The so first like, time I watched this, someone run in. The first time I and, watched this, I laughed so hard I had to like rewind it to watch it again. Oh my god! I think it, it's just for me. It's him explaining the scheme <laughs> back to her, and her reaction to it is the funniest thing. And like in this little part. Oh my god! It, it his yeah because he you're right he doesn't have a perfect recap of it, but that also kind of adds to what makes it so funny. He's like, oh yeah, you know, and then. They had to go through a tiny door to get a one dollar TV past the alligator. Obviously, like it's so <laughs> it's it's top notch comedy. It's just like you can't write this. Like, how did we get in this situation? So we've got we've got our our little diagnosis. So we know that no matter what happens, Alan's covered. <laughs> um, in this whole best air Buy quotes situation. uncovered. Yeah, yeah, hard air quotes uncovered, and of course. Nathan needs to get some legal advice, so we have to go to our favorite, the Honorable Judge Anthony Filosa. <sighs> Gotta love him. He's always guiding Nathan through these tight legal loopholes. <laughs> and Anthony Filosa, first of all, Anthony Filosa's drip, oh my god, he's got his glasses on a string, mm-hmm. he's wearing these dope loafers, yeah. he's in this like full blue outfit. I'm glad you noted that. I, I was like, he looks really good. Does he always look that yeah. good? I don't remember him always looking that fly. He's a judge. That's true. Retired judge. Retired He's judge. just chilling. I love the Rhea character. He wasn't character. smoking a cigar this time. I love though. any reoccurring character on the show, though. I, and, like, I love just the way Nathan does the narration and the buildup to it. He's like, I went to him for some help. And then the first thing they always cut to is he's like, there's no way this is going to work. 
It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's very like a starch difference, like the optimism in Nathan's voice versus the cut. Are there any characters that aren't reoccurring that you really wish were? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Megan has one. I know exactly who it is. Wait, you, well, who's yours? While well, I think, uh, you might not know who it is just by the name, but Connor. Okay. Uh, during the the underage drinking episode, the guy <laughs> that Nathan hires to like go and tell the kids about this sweet store <laughs> they can buy booze from. I know. And he's yeah. Always like, dude, like teachers suck and the internet rules. Am yeah, I right? I, I skipped class so much. <laughs> oh, I don't know how to read. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, you know that it, I didn't know him by name, but that is a good one. He would be. He I would want be great. him and Teen Street guy Teen to like Street have their Ky- own Kyle spinoff. Kyle, I want them to have like their own shenanigans oh that would have been best buds that's real good um i know i know (laughs) it's my greatest disappointment in this show that they did not team them up together i i do love the private investigator but he's in multiple episodes um i don't know how they would work him into like a reoccurring character thing but one of my favorite moments it's like the gas station guy for the rebate when he starts talking about drinking his kids pee i wish yeah. I wish we could just maybe they go to that gas station. Yes. It. Yeah. The whole child's pee thing. That was like, yeah. <laughs> I just can't even talk about it without giggling. It's like so absurd. Cause he's like, Oh yeah, I drink ch-. like one person mentioned it. It's like that thing where you hear something for the first time ever. And then the, later that day, someone else mentions it also. You're like, what the hell? I just yeah. learned this earlier. Is it common knowledge? It's like, he's like, someone just told me, yeah, you drink pee. And this guy's like, oh yeah, totally. Gotta drink pee. <laughs> I feel like so anyone many memes about anyone it. from gas station could come back. Oh, that's opinion. yeah. The whole the episode whole, where they're so good when he bonds with them, playing the music. That is a great episode. That whole bit is just <laughs> the whole repeat. Oh, release hope- the full bonfire footage for yeah, real i hope that guy who had to write an exam passed right yeah. like, i got an exam the people that stayed over the night i think those are the three we could probably check in at least again with like the yeah. one dude was in hard times if i recall he like was divorced he's like and now the yeah. fbi is looking at or, or something of that sort oh. he was like on some troubling times we, I think we went into it pretty deep on our. Oh, oh get, that's he, great! He was being sued for burning down. He like started arson. fire. Arson. Yeah, arson. He's in. Um, yeah, let's just say he's probably not getting the COVID vaccine. <laughs> I think that's what we learned. I think on the episode, I literally read segments of his Facebook posts and like oh, tweets God. and social media, and we cut it out because we were like, "This is <laughs> we a don't watch. even." Yeah, we were like, "We don't even want to put this." Yeah, we don't want to <laughs> yeah, put this out. We don't want this universe. out in the universe. So we oh, have done man. some deeper dives and have found some things we don't love. I mean, I love that. <laughs> no, I don't love what he's saying. I love that the, the deep dives finding this stuff. That's great. Occasionally, we do have to cut some things out when we're like, <laughs> we probably shouldn't. If say- we want us recorded <laughs> saying this somewhere, you know. Oh yeah. man! Wow. Um, oh, that's pretty so. Classic. Yeah, Anthony Filosa, He kind of is like, this isn't going to work. The best thing that I think you could do is to find some sort of a whistleblower who works at Best Buy and is going to be able to admit that <laughs> it's Best Buy doesn't to another. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yes. We literally just no. jump from one scheme to the next. He's like determined yeah. to get this done. Sorry, go on. Yeah, he needs to find someone who will admit that Best Buy does not consistently adhere to their policy. 
So, of course, what's the best way we can find some Best Buy employees? We're going to put up a new ad. We're going to recruit Best Buy employees to this dating show called Retail Dating, where people who work at different retail stores come on the show and go on blind dates. All right. Would you guys watch Retail Dating? I do have the ad up. Just to jump in again. Yes. Can we hear this? Yes. So... In one screenshot, the writing's pretty blurry, but I'll try to get through it. So, Best Buy employees wanted for new reality dating show. Are you a single lady who works or has worked at Best Buy and is looking for love? We want you for a new reality show where retail something will be set up on a blind date. And then, yeah. Well, where retail employees will be set up on a blind date. Must be fun, open-minded, and willing to talk about anything. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) See, that's David, like... See, this is we barely get any of that in the show. And the uh, him saying willing to talk about anything is like such a joke in and of itself. Like, we, obviously, people thinking a dating show means oh, I got to be open about things, but he just wants to talk about the price match policy. Policy. Uh, in short, I mean, I would probably watch like any dating show. So retail so dating, yeah, check it. it out. Why not? <laughs> Especially the, it can be funny. the the two women they did find. One of them was fine. Yeah. yeah. One was normal, but the first one, oh, I, she to me didn't strike me as the typical person who's like applying to be on a TV show. Yeah. And oh my God. Yeah. We'll get into that. <laughs> but, uh, I think that this specific combination of, so let's, let's talk about it. Yeah. A little. So they get this one woman who applies. Her name is Elle. She works or had worked at Best Buy and Nathan's like, well, I'm going to go meet her. So, of course, he has like a little bit of information about her. Apparently, she mentioned that she likes alternative music. So he (laughs) decides he's going to dress up and pretend that he's the manager of a local Hot Topic. Which (laughs) this combination I would watch. (laughs) It's so classic. Like like I said, it's just one thing after another. He didn't need to do this whole part of it, but he gets in a whole (laughs) Hot Topic get up. And like goes dyes his hair black and goes on this (laughs) blind date. Oh man, it's like really the the safety pins all over his shirt (laughs) are so good. Oh my god! And the he's wearing a fake lip piercing too. He's like all in. It's it's really good. Were any of you a little more emo slash goth in high school? I was like very into emo music. Yeah. I still listen to emo music like all the time. I had a moment. But I, I didn't not too long. <laughs> not too long, yeah. but there was a moment where I was like, "Oh yeah, hot topic." <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, "Mom, I'll go to hot topic. topic. Don't come with me." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like hot topic now just sells like Harry Potter. Shit yeah, too, right. right? Like, it's like pop funkos and uh, Harry Potter stuff and band. But, oh my god. This is this is incredible. They do look like they are a couple, though. Like to be fair, he does yeah. match her style. <laughs> yeah, which I think he thought maybe she wouldn't quite dress like that, or maybe they told her like, "Hey, make sure you dress." I'm not sure in your personality. Like I don't know what they were trying to get her for, but it was very funny. Um, he asks if she would like to see a magic trick, <laughs> as we talked about it at the beginning. And, and it's such a basic magic trick. trick. It's. 
Nathan as a magician is my favorite form. I was gonna say, Megan, you were famously very pro magician. How did you feel about this? You know, the trick was fine. I do think he could have amped it up. Like if he had pulled out like a really extravagant magic trick out of nowhere, that it's like look in the tree or like something nearby or like pick up the picnic blanket. Like so, you know? with, this is something that's discussed in the show, like, uh, throughout, but, like, when Nathan goes on these fake dates or has fake love interests, like, his his struggles with romantic uh, romantic issues or whatever, I... Endeavors. Endeavors, thank you. His romantic <laughs> endeavors. I think, like, you and me, we can sit here and be like, oh, either don't do a magic trick or you need to do, like, an awesome magic trick. But I do genuinely think he's like, oh, I don't want to do anything too flashy. I just got to do something, like, <laughs> just a little impressive. Like, <laughs> I think that's really him getting in his head sometimes. He's got a staying character. <laughs> he could have taken her to Magic Castle. We know he's a member there. We know he's a member. <laughs> I'm I'm fully projecting, just being like, I'd want Nathan to do a really impressive magic <laughs> trick on our date. <laughs> <laughs> well, we see the magic trick, um, and he kind of opens up and says, like, yeah, you know, Hot Topic is really lax <laughs> on the rules. We have a price matching policy, which what, I don't, what would I they don't know. What would they match? <laughs> Like, oh yeah, price matching this Funko Pop. <laughs> what in the world? But so sometimes uh, Nathan just won't honor it if he's not feeling that person. <laughs> and then we see on camera, Elle admits Best Buy does the same thing. Dun, dun, dun. It was immediate. Immediate yeah. admittal. It was crazy. Culture of corruption. Culture of corruption. That's the term he uses. When it's like such an offhand, she goes, Oh yeah, we do that too. <laughs> like it's, it's so good. It's not all- but I think my favorite my favorite part is obviously when Nathan's like, I didn't want to just leave after I got her admitting it. Got the smoke. I gun. had to stay for the salsa lesson we had planned. Yes, he <laughs> that- had to. Is such a fun date. A little salsa lesson in the park after some magic and gossip. Come on. All right. I don't think she knew there was a salsa lesson. I feel like her shoes were not ready for it. (laughs) She was definitely. So that's the question. Would you be okay getting sprung a dancing salsa lesson on a date? Impromptu salsa lesson. Oh, I scheduled this. It's a thing we're going to do now. On well, our I do feel like they're they're in the park. So if her shoes were an issue, you just like kick them off. Uh, yeah, good point. It's a good point. I I mean, I personally like maybe I'd be down with the salsa lesson. It was pretty funny watching Nathan in his hot topic <laughs> outfit doing the salsa lesson. He looks lesson. so it happy, so good. He looks so happy, and it, it always makes me wonder: like, does he know? I don't. It, does he know this whole story and how it's going to play out beforehand? Because he, he he's great. Everything he does, just tiny details. He's got a good attention yeah. to tiny details. Oh my god! And the instructor is like, he's waiting for you. <laughs> Look at his eyes. Like the instructor was was incredible. She was uh, a great hire. She's unfortunately not on IMDb or anything. Well, she so thinks we this is her big break, her. right? She's like, oh, I'm yeah. doing a salsa lesson on TV. I'm my business is gonna boom after this, and they don't even mention her. <laughs> Oh, she was so fun. I wish we knew more about her. I want her backstory. But this is what I'm saying is this episode's so jammed packed. We go through so many yeah. different little schemes that in other episodes probably would have been like a whole half a episode. Yeah, it, it moves fast. It's great. It's a really good episode. 
Um, they also say goodbye, and there's a solid handshake <laughs> when that happens. Which is- <laughs> like, how does he do these awkward goodbyes with people time and time again without ever laughing? He never. I, I think I've seen him laugh like once at some something someone yeah. said. It's really amazing. Grandson's Pete, and, and then the realtor. It was when, almost. The realtor, it was almost. Yeah. almost. He goes, almost. you were choked by a ghost? Like, he, <laughs> you so can weird. hear it in his voice, but you're right. He doesn't He doesn't laugh That's there. like the closest he gets to laughing. <laughs> yes. I think there's one more coming up, too, in another episode. The two guys who, like, talk about having oh a threesome God, or whatever. Yes. He definitely almost yeah. laughs there, too. He goes, oh. he's like, together? <laughs> the other character i would love to see in more scenes i think her name is gabrielle oh the manager of the fashion boutique yeah i feel like they had like such good chemistry together and they were like off gossiping by themselves about simon and were joking around i would love to have her back she was fantastic (laughs) yeah maybe the salsa instructor we could have her back too we could work a show of all these people that he finds (laughs) Oh my god. So uh, they have the video evidence they need. The, s- the smoking gun, as he says. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, Nathan kind of decides, okay, we're going to go through with this, but I need to make sure that my six people who this are going is- to buy the TVs, that they're ready for this courtroom battle. So he runs out a courtroom, which offhand, I did not know that that was possible. I'm, like, I'm telling you, was this just a soundstage? It's or? only because he's on a TV show. He's like, we need to rent this TV. We Can we use this for a show? I get, Maybe, I, yeah. he uses the TV show for an excuse as so many things. And I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's really good. I was like, is this just like a law and order? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think of that. Like set? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> that they borrowed? I love that I he has know. mannequins for like yeah. everyone in the courtroom. The judge. And they're all in formal wear. <laughs> <They're> all- <laughs> <laughs> this scene in the oh courtroom, though, is another just like all-time moment. Like I said, I, there's two all-time moments in this episode that just make it like a, a, a one of the best episodes. But when he's quizzing these people for this upcoming trial. Oh, my God. I feel so bad for the, <laughs> the first woman. So he he's going to basically go through with each buyer and start acting as if they're being examined during a trial. So he starts off with this fake trial. He opens with the one woman. We don't really learn any of their names. No. But she, I think, was doing pretty well. Yeah. As best as she could. I'm sure he didn't give them much direction. No. Um, and so she, he's like, yeah, well, did you buy this for yourself? And she was like, yeah. And, like, she kind of looks at him and he's nodding his head, like, no, a lot of the time when she's going to say, like, no, you told me to buy it. But then he starts showing tapes of him asking them to buy this stuff. And is like, how would you respond to this? <laughs> I don't know how none of them like didn't just I, crumble. I, like, I would, I would die. I would die laughing if, if someone was like, "Did did anyone tell you to buy this?" And she's like, "Yeah." And he very casual, no, no. And so she's like, "No." And he's like, "How do you explain this then?" It's yeah. like the, talk about a bait and switch, like he was talking about with Best Buy. That's like setting them up and then knocking them down. Or when he's like, have you ever seen this man before? And it's literally like (laughs) a a selfie selfie of him him. like from a moment ago. (laughs) I would have laughed. I would have died laughing if he had said that to me. (laughs) 
Oh my god, yeah. The have you seen this man is so good. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, and I one of the small narration things he says, he goes, for the first time, I doubted our chances of winning this case. Why yeah. is this the first moment you're doubting it? Also, like, these poor people who answered this Craigslist ad and they, like, thought, like, oh, it'll just be, like, I said, go in and buy this TV. And it's like, hey, now you're involved in this class action lawsuit against Best Buy. You might be called to be witness at a trial. And also, we need to practice. Literally, everyone who responded to that ad for sure thought that they were just, like, going to do a little drug deal and make some cash and move on. Yep. Yeah, for sure. 100%. 100%. Even the mom, she was like, no one will expect me because I'm I'm like an, an older mom. And then she's in yeah, court yeah. and he goes, how would you explain this tape? And he goes, I need you to buy, it's literally him saying, I need you to buy this TV for me. Does that sound good? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like, you understand that this is not for you and you will be bringing the TV to me. <laughs> yeah, that's, he literally lays it out word for as clear cut as possible. And they definitely recorded that for, like, not realizing this whole class action lawsuit was going to happen in case someone tried to keep the $1 TV, right? Yeah, it's so funny, though, that they're able to, it's literally, like you said, it's word for word contradicting the lie she just put herself in. So good. And she tried so hard. Uh I mean, like, good on her for trying to lie. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah so they show the footage to doctor or not doctor <laughs> whoa <laughs> to judge anthony Filosa again and anthony Filosa is just like nathan you can't just introduce <laughs> testimony they have to be in court he's like what like, do you this mean is not gonna work yeah nathan is aghast oh, this but she's on video yeah he's like i have her admitting it right here i'm pretty and sure that's like, entrapment no. too like because he admitted to yeah. doing wrong first like if, you, if if a cop's like yo i speed all the time and i was like oh yeah me too he's like you're under arrest like that one yeah. that's not allowed that can't be allowed Oh my I feel God. like that's allowed. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. A different scenario. If I was like in a courtroom, I guess it's not uh, illegal most places now, but if a cop was like, look, we know you were smoking pot. You don't need to lie to us. I do it all the time. And I was like, okay, yeah, I was, I, I was smoking a little pot. And he's like, busted. You're going to jail. Like, that's terrible. That can't be allowed. <laughs> it's the same we thing not- that Ethan did. We didn't pull our legal counsel today like we sometimes do, but <laughs> yeah. I, it does seem like this is not a, not a legal way to get someone to admit the price matching <laughs> the SI is not real. Across the we board. Do have, we have a strange amount of friends who are all lawyers who sometimes we ask about Nathan for us stuff and we give them no context. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Just like, if we were in this situation, what would you say? And they're like, yeah. do you need help? And we're like, no. <laughs> Like Nathan Mike. Like, answer the question. Just answer the question. You're like, so I'm in a class action lawsuit against Best Buy. Uh, They don't (laughs) adhere to their price match policy. Like, (laughs) well, the last one we did was um, when Nathan got someone on film signing papers. And then he kept this. That's to me the best moment of the entire show. I actually think of the whole series, that moment with the lawyer, that whole exchange is the funniest. Uh, most re- that lawyer looks so mad, which, which to me means like he realized he messed up. And the fact that he kept, he's like, yeah. I'm not giving you this back. And when Nathan tried to snatch it from him, 
oh, I, I, I about died. I lost part of my soul. I was like, this is, this is comedy. This is peak comedy. We we are coming up to my one of my favorite parts in the whole series, Ooh. which is when Nathan <laughs> realizes, okay, I need to meet up with Eldon and <laughs> convince her to come testify in court. And <laughs> she is very offended by this and says, that's really weird that you take someone on a date and then ask them, hey, dude, like, why don't we sue Best Buy? <laughs> and the look on his face is so like, so are you thinking like, yeah or nah? Yeah, like, maybe. He's still like, uh, so more are we yes doing than it? Than no. Yeah. my favorite part of this scene is that they're like in a forest yeah he's like leaning on a tree and he puts back on some like new hot topic outfit so this time he's wearing like one with lots of zipper it's so great he had to get back in hot topic yeah and he's wearing like fishnet arm warmers (laughs) i do think this was the better first date outfit than his last one yeah well she thought she was gonna be on tv the first one yeah. And then, so, yeah. all right, what on no, earth? No, I meant Nathan's outfit. Oh, I thought you meant hers. Oh, 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 that makes sense. His yeah, is Nathan's the better outfit the is great. One. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Now, just the absurdity of this alone, what would you think if someone had asked you to, like, sue a former employer after a first date? Like, what? I, I, she gave him way more time. Like, if... If he asked, I'd probably be like, no, thank you. Bye. Like, I'd be like, this is a crazy person. I'm surprised she even agreed to go meet up with him for the second date. Yeah. Like, like we- she did not look like she had fun the first time. No, not at all. It probably wasn't positioned as a date. It was probably, like, from the show's perspective mm-hmm. saying, like, hey, can you and Nathan have one more meetup? And- blah, blah, blah. We want it for the show. Oh my god! Imagine you're thinking you're 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 filming like a wrap up of a show, like oh that was a good first date, but we don't have chemistry type thing, and then the the music fades to credits, and you get there, and he's like, so I was thinking about what you said, like would you want to testify against Best Buy? <laughs> <laughs> I've been, been marinating on what you told me and this egregious breaking of the law that Best Buy is doing. It's just so funny to think about. She's like, I don't even remember. She probably is like, I don't remember saying that. Yeah. Oh my God. She's she's not happy. She, uh, rightfully um, so. She's like, that's really weird. She's like, doesn't know what to do. It is a weird thing to ask someone. <laughs> I do wonder if after the episode aired, anyone from Best Buy reached out being like, I'll fucking testify. This happens all the time. Uh, you know, maybe I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm sure someone somewhere. Maybe they tightened up like the policy now. They've probably. updated the policy. That's probably what it is. They're like, you guys need to adhere to this very strictly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, so what happens after she says no? <laughs> so she says she says no. She says, for all I know, you're crazy. And this really seems to affect Nathan. <laughs> he says, like, you know, he couldn't get his words, the words that Elle said out of his head. And then he kind of goes into this monologue talking about thinking about what he was doing. And he says that, you know, in my quest to take down Best Buy, I became the worst guy. <laughs> It's a great Which, line. I love his narrations. Line. They're like so top notch. He takes like, I don't know how to, I can't even describe the tone of his narrations, but like the, the gravitas, the, the, 
it, it's like the ending of like a very dramatic movie. It, it, it's just yes. usually about him doing something goofy. Yeah, nothing nothing is taken lightly on Nathan Free. That's a good way to put it's it. It's all yeah. very, very intense. Mm-hmm. Yes, very Yeah, true. so Nathan feels bad because he wasn't able to help Alan. He didn't get the price match. He didn't help Alan's business. But he remembers all the conversations he had with Alan about how he's single, how, you know, his mom really wants to help him get married. And he's going back through some of the other applicants on reality dating. And there's one woman who also used to work at Best Buy. This was this was back in high school. But she seems like a lovely woman. Mm-hmm. So she Nathan does. decides, yeah, Nathan decides he's going to invite her to the store to meet Alan. So he walks in quickly and he says, you know, Alan, like there's someone I'm really hoping you'll meet. Are you okay with that? And he runs out and grabs her. And this was a very sweet moment. Yeah. This was adorable. I feel like if dumb Starbucks had this like sort of cute ending, then that's like the perfect episode of all time. Like this one, as we discussed, there's no way they knew that this was where the episode was going. So the fact that he was able to be like, Oh, we have had a lot of conversations about him being single. Oh my God. I made a fake reality dating show. These single women are sending me tapes right now. Like I would have loved to see like the light bulb moment where he was like, Oh my God, I just need to introduce one of these contestants to him and that's like a really cute ending because it's like yeah it's very adorable it's like poetic almost in a, in a bit it's so nice alan was so sheepish and he kept like yeah. smiling and he got her number he, so brava looked very happy they both looked like they had not yeah. been on a date in a while i'm not sure if they they might have mentioned that both of them but they I both looked super Kathy into it that. they both looked yeah, I think she super said into it yeah and like it's the that nonverbal stuff. A lot of it's usually with Nathan doing weird nonverbal awkward stuff, <laughs> but like just seeing their faces at this interaction, like this was a genuine human connection that we like got to witness. I love I love that sort of stuff, and that's like part of the charm of this show. Is like yeah, it is like top notch comedy, but the reality aspect of a lot of it, like these are real people's lives. They think that they're getting like help from like a business show or something. And so I, I do like taking like a peek into these people's lives. And so uh, this one had a great balance of like absurd humor, but also, you know, I, I, I connected with Alan. Yeah. It was like a happy ending except for Nathan. <laughs> except- who says that He's okay being alone <laughs> so that he can focus on his work. Just what Alan said in the beginning. Alan was like, yeah. you know, I'm single, but it's, uh, it's cause I focus on my work and it's just, it's really funny. Nathan said that at the end. It's a great callback. And we know Nathan, Lone you know, he's perpetually single. Sadly. Oh man. So, Kelly, hit us with those Allen facts you teased. Please. Yeah. So, first of all, Spears TV is still open. <gasps> That's what? surprising. So, good for the good yeah, for Spears TV. Yeah. Even with Best Buy and their aggressive price match policy, Spears TV is still kicking it. You can follow them on Instagram. Might have to. Um, they post about all their deals. And, yeah, it seems like they're doing pretty well. Um, so yeah, I looked into Alan a bit and he spoke a little bit about his experience on Nathan for you. And he actually said he had a great experience and that it was like really fun. And Nathan was really cool. So I love that. Always nice to hear. Cause I'm sure a lot of people um, don't 
have that. Um, yes. They don't leave the interaction with that <laughs> sort of feeling. I think part of it is like what people bring into it too. Like Alan was willing to go along with stuff. And I think that's part of why. And commit himself fully to it. He wasn't really committed. He was. <laughs> Extremely Because he had nothing else going on. He had, he told us. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I did also look into Alan and Kathy's relationship. This is what I'm waiting for. I know. It's not a happy story. Oh, no. Unfortunately, things did not work out between them. But it wasn't like a bad so. ending, was it? No. Um, Alan said that they never actually went on a first Oh, that's episode. really sad. Oh. But, and like, I don't want to disparage Kathy. It does seem like, based on her IMDb, perhaps she was, you know, jonesing for that Actra ah. credit. Because um, she's been on a bunch of TV shows and like in movies and stuff. So, oh, that's yeah. happy and sad. Happy and yes. sad. That's a good way to put it. I love that subsect of, I don't even know if struggling actor is the right maybe like wannabe actor. I'm not trying to put this profession or, or type of people down. Uh, I love that the show like really embraces those people. Like, Hey, you really want to be on TV? Guess what? We're making a TV show. Like, I love that. Yeah. And she's been in a couple of things. Um, she was on an episode of the price is right. Actually, oh, which is pretty funny. That is funny. Um, April Did 7th, she win anything? That's a good question. I, have no clue. I should try and find the episode. Maybe. Um, but, and unfortunately her name's Kathy Smith. So kind of a Ugh. common name to try and look up, but yeah, she seems to be like writing for a few TV shows and working on some sort of like, you know, script coordinator person. Wow. So maybe it's next time, uh, the East, yeah, the East LA international film festival needs someone they can hit her up. <laughs> that's good. But that's our episode. It's a great episode. A very good episode. It is. Like I said, uh, jam-packed with all sorts of hijinks and uh, shenanigans. Yeah. I think overall, probably one of one of the stronger season one, or sorry, episode ones of a season oh, yeah. that mm -hmm. we've seen so far. They came out swinging for season three. You know, because it's it's not too... too uh, things per episode when it's one thing per the episode yeah. they put a lot of time into it yeah you can really flash it out yeah and next episode is actually the horseback riding slash man zone episode mm. which is uh, an interesting one it's a good one um, the horseback you're riding one is is interesting i i <laughs> i don't know i feel like he's playing like messing with horses and it's like oh just don't hurt the horse please <laughs> seriously i'm like i'm all all for shenanigans but just please don't hurt the horse <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of animal shenanigans on this show we have the viral video we got the, yeah, the, viral the alligator video. from today yeah that's a good point i don't know why it wasn't as like don't hurt those animals i don't know but um the other one animal this is not them controlling animals weirdly kind of but when they want birds to poop on all the cars oh yeah the birds in the trees we talked about that extensively. we will have to rank the animals yeah of nathan yeah for you. there's a lot of them there's a lot i mean gangster the chicken has to be up there mm -hmm. there are a few points in this episode that again if this was like his full-time job he wasn't trying to go do multiple episodes in the series and was like i need this gig to work they could have, there's a few points that they could have like taken it further or like 
trying to up the price a little bit more than a dollar, which we had discussed, Mm -hmm. Um, trying to find other people who had worked at Best Buy who would be willing to testify. But again, that's like a whole thing outside of the show of, you know, actually pursuing a lawsuit. Is there anything else you guys could think of? I don't know the lawsuit would have worked, but I, I genuinely believe in my heart of hearts, if he had made a reasonable price for the TV, they, they could have done, they could have done it. Yeah. I think so. I think too. it was a even well thought like, out plan. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, even just like a couple hundred dollars though. I feel like if Best Buy caught wind that they were doing this, that would have been a big trouble for, yeah, they probably sue for, for poor Alan. Yeah. They would <laughs> they probably sue it once. Like, how do you track it back? Yeah, you get one big mm. haul. I don't know. Well, they would have shown an episode of it. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. This episode really shows, too, like, why Nathan kind of had to end. Because it was, like, once it started getting to this level where they're pulling off these stunts with, like, larger corporations. Yeah. I feel like that's when people started watching more. I agree. I think, um... Like we were saying, while the one dollar idea is absurd, there is a. I think that's what's great about all his ideas is there's always a nugget of like, oh, that's kind of brilliant. But then there's always yeah. the step further that that reaches it into absurdity. But uh, we keep talking about it a bunch. But like dumb Starbucks, that's like, oh, that's like just absurd enough that like that's like really smart actually, and so. I, I, that's like what drew me into this show is like the comedy, actually the comedy is what drew me in, but like his moments of brilliance is like why I stuck around. I'm like, this dude is smart some of these times and he's just doing this for comedy. Oh, love it. He's doing this for our entertainment. Oh, bless you. Bless you, Nathan. I hope that somebody somewhere put this into play in their own story as well. And we just never heard of it. And they yeah. quietly just like got, <laughs> and they shit got done. away with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's my dream. I love oh, it. Oh man. So Alex, uh, are there any social medias you want people to check you out on? Um, so uh, me, me personally, no, but I do have a podcast myself with my good buddy, Evan. Um, it is nothing groundbreaking. It's called two dudes watch cartoons. Um, we just talk about anything and everything animated. We've covered, avatar Korra, and shrek so if uh you're into animated movies feel free to check us out it's just two dudes watch cartoons on anywhere you watch pod anywhere you listen to podcasts we don't watch us yeah i'll <laughs> i'll link you guys in the show oh, notes appreciate it to Thank check you. that out yeah Ooh, have you have you watched the newer animated netflix movie the mitchells versus the machines yes yet? yes i have that is on our list no spoilers but yeah yes. i love that <sighs> Michael O'Rear actually told movie. us to watch it. Well, you, me and my me, oh, amazing! Yeah, he was like, "You guys got to watch this." We watched it. We were like, "Oh my god, great, great recommendation!" Yes, Michael O'Rear, friend of the podcast, host of Star great Wars. Great guy, great guy. Lots of podcast shoutouts today. So many, all of the podcasts yes. today. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. Though I seriously love Nathan for you, so I, I uh, I'm real glad I got to come on and just nerd out about it for a while. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We're hoping to cover Nathan's new show whenever it comes out. Too, I'm so, so excited. I you check that great. out. Maybe you can come back. Oh, I will be back. You bet. I will definitely watch it. I'm excited for it. <laughs> Meg, what have what have you got going on? Anything exciting lately? The, what? No, this. <laughs> <laughs> what this is mean? exciting. This is pretty exciting. Tease oh, your social own. media. I don't know. Oh my god. 
Um, yeah, you can follow us at Nathan for us pod on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, and we technically, technically own a TikTok account with no videos so far. Oh. But maybe when we can see each other in person, we might do a little Nathan salsa dancing. Oh, that's good. Ooh. Ooh. You, you know, we have a TikTok as well, and we usually just post clips from it, but TikTok's bumping. There's a lot of people on TikTok, and I didn't realize. I, I felt very kind of old and like late to it all when, when uh, I finally got on TikTok. Yeah, I'm diving yeah. in. I work as the marketing manager oh. uh, for a Toronto brewery. And so I just got us a TikTok account. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to learn a little bit more about this. Channel the youth. Yes. Former guest on the pod, AJ Norris, oh, uh, got us about needing to do a TikTok. And I believe he told us to put the podcast audio over us making breakfast. Perhaps. Oh, I did then go <laughs> take solid. a lot of videos of myself <laughs> making breakfast that <laughs> I just didn't do anything with. They're in the drafts. They're on my phone. <laughs> I mean, there's a thousand photos of my cats in between that, but <laughs> That's you great. know, they're, they're there. I do uh, really just want to recreate the the houseboat scene of like, are you hungry for nothing? <laughs> for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I am going on a houseboat in a few weeks. Trying oh, to get Kelly to come. Yeah. You Then you can definitely recreate that scene. <laughs> then we could you do it. The, the gum. We just yeah. need to get some fine silverware. <laughs> That's right. A cloche to cover something up, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe we could just actually have a lobster dinner at sea. And by dinner at sea, I mean dinner at lake. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Thanks, Briz, for coming on. Of course. Please give us some ratings on Apple Podcasts if you have some time. Yeah, um, comment saying which uh, is your favorite side character. Yeah. Yeah, we would love to hear that. Who needs to be a reoccurring character that isn't? Definitely want to know. <laughs> are you also a Connor stan? Join Connor's me. great. He's that meme. He's that literal meme of like, how are, how are you doing, fellow kids? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he is me on TikTok currently. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so this has been Kelly and Megan and Alex on your side.